0: Thank you for downloading this podcast from Abrupt Audio. You can find more episodes of this and many other podcasts at abruptaudio.com. Subscribe today to get the next episode automatically. Hello and welcome to another episode of Pixel Podcast, brought to you by myself, Ben. And myself, Martin. This week, we're talking about Brexit. You're listening to the Pixel Podcast. Okay, so Brexit is a word that you've probably been hearing over and over again. Unless you've been living under a rock. Which, if you have, then hope it's hope it's really cosy. That's all I'm going to say. For those of you over the pond, or anyone who really doesn't know what's going on, that Brexit started a discussion a long time ago during the last general election, where Nigel Farage, leader of the UK Independence Party, wanted us to leave the European Union as part of his core campaign when he was running for Prime Minister. David Cameron, leader of the Conservative Party in response to this, said that if he was voted in, he would allow us to have a UK vote on whether we should stay or whether we should leave the European Union. Of course, time went forward. He got voted in and the Conservatives got voted in. And of course, he then had to live up to his promise of having a referendum on the European Union. Something which we have now had and martin you can maybe give the results of this for anyone who doesn't know well obviously the results were britain
1: were leaving the eu
0: yeah and this has definitely split the country 50 50. the votes were near enough 50 50 but with enough votes going in the leave direction that we now as a matter of that are being set a sail towards leaving the european union a lot of people don't like this of course and a lot of people are agreeing with this. but we're not going to talk about the general Brexit leaving, staying sort of arguments. We're talking about the technology industry and how that has been shaped and how that may affect with us leaving the European Union. During the lead up to the referendum, a lot of companies spoke out against leaving the european union majority of these companies were private companies valued at over one billion dollars and since then they haven't really kept quiet about the fact that they're not happy that the motion has been set for us leaving the international monetary fund one of the big pro remain Supporters said that leaving the EU could do severe regional and global damage to trade relationships. And obviously this trade relationship has a big impact in exporting and importing of different technologies. Tech UK, a trade body representing more than 900 UK companies in the technology sector, has responded to the vote saying that it opens many uncertainties about the future. It's already started a plan on how it's going to respond to the policy and the regulatory changes that will be caused by leaving the EU. But a quote here says tech companies will need to come together and speak with one voice to ensure their needs are understood and acted upon. Martin, let's just get things straight. We both voted to remain. But you played some sort of psychological game that you knew if you voted to remain that we'd ended up leaving. So you're actually on the leave campaign and I've always been on the remain campaign. Can we at least agree that this is going to make some big changes to a lot of industries? And I think the tech industry is definitely going to be one that uh, is as, as much affected as anyone.
1: Well, obviously, I think um, from the big companies that are in, based in the UK to the big ones overseas, even to, to the smaller companies across the world, everyone is now going to be affected by this decision that the British public have made.
0: And I seem to be a little bit worried that, um, you know, the, the tech industry has been talked about, but some bits that are being missed by at least the Treasury anyway. Networking is a big part of the IT industry. People want to be where people, other people are. They normally, especially in areas of London, there'll be an area just where a lot of IT work goes on because people want to, to be around people that are in similar interests and companies that are doing similar things because they can all interact and network and work with each other. And that's what the EU allowed to do. Now, there's uh, even companies that have, have partner move them divisions out to other areas inside the EU, you know, in in Spain or France or Germany or wherever, because, you know, sometimes costs can be a little bit uh, evenly spread. It's expensive in London to do a lot of business, so they might move some developers outside of uh, of the UK to try and save some money. You know, a a classic example of this is how Facebook myspace uh, and friendster which were two big competitors at the time when facebook came out because people want to be where their friends are and it's an extra bother to use several platforms and this is an extreme example of how businesses are especially in the tech industries they want to be where things are you know because you know a lot of businesses uh, corporate companies use windows computers rather than mac computers because a lot of other companies that they communicate with on databases are also using windows computers it makes life easier and that, i think that's that's kind of a lot of where the problems uh, may start to occur and where a lot of changes may have to be done. You know, businesses may have to completely restructure, either leave the UK completely if the, if they can't sustain living in the UK, or they may have to move everything into the UK, but then make several costs. You know, they might have to, you know, fire people, make budget cuts in order to be able to survive in that kind of way. So, you know, there, there are people, you know, um, that are, are going to be affected, I think, all over with this.
1: There's all valid points, Ben, but are, how I see it, Some companies in Britain have remained small because the EU haven't allowed them to grow and big businesses have become big and stayed at that level. I feel like the EU have had a lot of control on how um, companies could grow, especially in the tech industry. But I will say, now that Britain are officially going to lead the EU, I think businesses can become bigger in their homeland and slowly branch out and they're no longer sort of submersed with just the eu obviously they could have the chance to go over to northern and southern america and and, and all over the world but i feel like they're almost suppressed to stay in their sort of borders and i feel like now um a lot of companies can expand uh, grow and it doesn't mean, this doesn't mean, like, uh, British companies can't go to France or Germany. Obviously, they can, but there's now more laws against it. And obviously, you're going to have to apply more deeper and harder into going across seas. So it's not saying this is the cutoff. Britain can't expand no ro- longer towards their borders. What it means is it's going to be a bit harder. But then again, we're going to see more tech uh, companies growing in the UK. I understand what you're saying and like you know there are valid points but
0: what you can't you can't let go on is the fact that the eu has a massive clout in the world from a viewpoint from silicon valley which is obviously the one of the biggest tech areas in the world considered to be um and where some of the biggest companies in the world uh, started out brussels is the world's privacy regulator and, um, you know, Washington doesn't really care about anyone else. You know, we don't speak loud enough generally in that kind of um, uh, topics for them to really matter. And that's the same for a lot of people. You know, Brussels caused the shots on a lot of competition policy. You know, the reason you get offered a random choice when choosing a default browser when you turn on your new Windows PC in Europe is because the EU competition authorities insisted on it. And, you know, this started as a bit of a punishment for Microsoft because back in the day, uh they used to um you know trash netscape because it was the only thing that was on your desktop it was almost like microsoft saying you have to use this there's no other choice why would you have any other choice this is the best thing to use which happened to be an offense in the us as well but the bush administration funny enough didn't decide to prosecute it which uh bit bit questioning and i hope we don't see that sort of thing in the uk i hope that you know you know companies don't start to get away with uh, being able to force things down your throat now that, you know, when we leave the EU because we don't have the EU um, being the people to, uh, you know, to ensure that
1: we have that freedom and, uh, you know, we can choose what we want to do. I think, though, um, I don't think anything will be ever forced upon uh, in technology wise, especially in the UK. And I think we're a bit smarter and hopefully more developed now to think that uh, people can think for themselves what they want and i i also hope the same about you i don't want anything to be like forced upon us and say this is what you have and but i also think with brussels yes they opened up a little bit with us but you still it's still a foreign ministry really saying that this is the best for you without you actually testing the waters for yourself you know and i don't really want um people to think this is the browser. That's it. You know, now people can expand and branch out. I understand what you're saying, Mark. But I think something that we won't be able to get away from
0: is it's going to, at least the beginning, it's going to hit startups really, really hardly because they have to immediately comply with EU privacy laws um, regardless if they want to actually do any data deals with you know anyone in EU, which, you know, you you're going to want to you're not, you, you know you, you want to as a, as a networking company or an IT company you know you've got to be open to um, the EU as a general whole so that will affect the consumers directly because uh, you know it's 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 going to stutter the way that they're starting and make things more complicated for them which means we're going to have some companies that may fail in the first few years because of this or may not bother in at all because it's becoming uh, too complicated startups that sell to businesses already find their initial customers are usually among US firms rather than in britain so they need an american sales office from day one and perhaps they'll even have to keep more of the development staff overseas if visas become harder to get um, i think that that's going to add a lot more cost more complexity that i think we've had not had to deal with for a long time and i think it could cause a lot of problems
1: uh, when britain actually joined the eu like tech wasn't obviously what it is right now and obviously there was less sort of people using sort of obviously computers and stuff like that obviously i'm mean, invented at this point and like data consumption all that, forget about it. But now, obviously, yes, there's going to be problems sending stuff over, and people are worried that that businesses are now going to stutter because of it. And I'll be honest, how I see it, and maybe this is just me being a little blind about it, I don't see that happening. Obviously, these things isn't going to to take over at night. Obviously, right now, we're still going through that process of things are slowly unravelling, and I think businesses have to prepare themselves now so in say maybe it's like in a year's time or five years time we'll be ready to just roll out because i think the worst thing we can do now is sit and wait for any company any business the
0: lot one of my biggest concerns and this is the sort of the the ultimate concern in the tech industry for me and and you know, we know that having, you know, a, a very competitive sort of environment brings out the best in businesses. We know that. And we we're going to close that down a little bit. Uh, but we're also closing the door on the other side. So if we look at it from the people in the EU side of things, it's it's going to stop us from being easily able to get talented engineers and scientists from other areas. You know, we'll only really be able to strongly rely on, you know, people who already come here from you know the universities in the uk like cambridge and things like that yes that's really good for the people who are looking for jobs in the uk there's going to probably be more available we don't know for sure but more than likely but we know that it's sometimes better to have the, the choice. You know, you want to choose the best of the best. You you want the best scientists and the best engineers to progress your industry further. You know, if you've got, you know, only the pick of a smaller bunch of people, then you might end up with people who are more average than getting the best of the best. And I think that, that might prove to be an issue at some point.
1: The problem does lie on we're going to have a smaller crop to pick. Like, like you said, you can only advance with the best in your position. And with such a small group, um, and small numbers that are the UK in, in sorry in Britain compared to like the entire EU obviously we are going to be heavily affected. Um, in terms of maybe lacking behind in technology when me saying that out loud obviously it, it's also it is quite frightening to think that we could one day be so far behind. but at the same time we do have places like Cambridge oxford and even southampton university they've made great strides in technology i think in my opinion maybe one day we'll either be left behind or once again the envy of the world but to me it's still a bit foggy and a bit murky and only till when the dust clears that we can uh, we can both probably sit here and definitely say right here was the point where either went right or went wrong If you think patience is a virtue, try surfing the net on a 14.4K dial-up connection. You're listening to The Pixel Podcast.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Pixel Podcast. Don't forget, you can check out the information on everything we've talked about in this episode on the Abrupt Audio website, abruptaudio.com forward slash pixel. Abrupt Audio is the producers and owners of this podcast. You can check out their other podcasts at abruptaudio.com. If you are a mobile user and like to take us on the go, you can listen to us on the podcast app for iOS and Stitcher for Android. Don't forget you can check us out on twitter get involved with the conversation drop us a little message say hi if you are a listener at pixel podcast we'd love to see your support on there thank you for downloading and listening we will see you on the next episode goodbye goodbye
1: Goodbye. Bye. you've been listening to the pixel podcast thank you and good night or as they say in gamer speak gg